Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome to Whiskey and Whitetails, a show for those that hunt with a passion and drink with a purpose. I'm Gus, coming to you solo in this intro. Matt is on assignment. As always, welcome to the Waypoint Network for having us. Thank you to our Patreon for their support and their help with producing these awesome episodes. And thank you to you for supporting, for liking, for sharing. And uh, if you're new here, welcome. If not, welcome back. Listen, we have a great episode in store for you. But before you listen, you got to understand we split this episode 50-50 with the guys from Whitetail Distraction Podcast. So you need to stop right here, go over to the Whitetail Distraction Podcast, and listen to the first part of us hanging out with Austin and Chuck as we talk about uh, the holidays, Whitetail hunting, uh, what we've been getting into the last couple of weeks. So go check that out and then hop back over here to listen to part two. Hope you enjoy it. Cheers. Oh, you, you, I thought we were starting over again. No, we're no, we're good now. Oh, we're live. <laughs> all this and we're live. Like, Should I shotgun a beer right now? These oh, fucking dude. <laughs> dude, I want to shotgun a beer. As long as you don't get it. Go get a beer. Say you swear. Y'all, y'all okay. discuss something. Yeah, we can discuss oh. something. Go get a beer. Austin, where's <laughs> I'm your, so excited you're right Where's now. your shotgun tool? Go get it. I got one in the house. Go get, go get it. it. Okay, yeah. you can gust talk. Grab me some ice while you're in there, too. Okay. Please, here. You need this? <laughs> All right, Gus. Just us now that those losers are gone. We can talk about some real, real hard hitting. Topics. Some real, some, have a real discussion. Yeah. Um, you first. Me first. Okay. I like your beard. Oh, it's a nice you, beard. <laughs> <laughs> He's back already. Oh man, that was too quick. Austin's still in there. So part <laughs> one was a shit show, and I apologize for that. And uh, if you guys oh, have gone it's over fun. there and listened to that, sorry. Um, Gosh, our great. podcast is is not <laughs> as well mannered as yours is. So. Do you have a... Or uh, well-organized. Me? Yeah. 
wait till you see the tool, Austin. He actually has a shotgunning beer tool. This is what you should get in your your stocking stuffer. You should get this in your stocking stuffer, dude. I have I have two at home. But I'm the Kraken. Ah, yeah, nice, dude. The no, Kraken's I have the are legit, man. From the Joe Rogan podcast, I have the Eagle, dude. The Freedom yeah. Funnel. The Freedom Funnel. Yep. Beautiful. And then I have uh, I have a tube that looks like a giant syringe. And you like fill it up and then you put it on a wall and you walk into the wall and it just shovels it down your throat. Okay. It. I like that too. I'm watching real carefully. Are you doing, you're doing. You have a are knife? you doing traditional right now? You, you going with a regular shotgunning right now? Yeah. If I could find a knife. Um, yeah. How about the screwdriver? I'll use that. Nah, I'm going to go regular shotgunning too. Regular? I'm going to leave it. You're going to open it right gonna go, over I'm gonna top go. of all that. Oh, I'll be all right. Maybe over here. Huh? I'll be all right. Spray that beer all over my shit. That's what I just told him not to do. <laughs> I'm going to open it right over top of our mixer right here. He's literally right have, over top of the mixer. I'm like, go over here. <laughs> Spray it on me if then nothing no, else. It's not going anywhere. We're good. All right. I'm so excited right now. Do you have any idea? No, but I did notice that you. So I should point yeah, out I mean, that in our, in our Patreon group, we have, a, uh, we have a Marco Polo group. And for everybody that kills a deer, I shotgun a beer for them. Nice. It's We've fun. killed a lot of deer. I'm, he, be, I'm behind this year. He's, he's about he's about a full pack behind. Uh, you know, I'm soaking wet. Uh, Are you really? I'm just so glad you didn't do that over top of my laptop. Thank you. Yeah, I tried to wipe it off, but I'm sure it's still sticky. There are some professionals over here. Was that a screwdriver? That was a screwdriver. Yeah. Oh, then I can understand it. And you're doing your uh, a course I, I banquet. Missed, Love I missed it. the uh, I missed the hole, so this is gonna be fun. Are we gonna are we gonna race or are we just doing it for fun? I think this is like a cheers off. Ah, I like it. So I'll raise my glass and you know, cheers to you boys doing this dumb shit. Okay. I'm gonna Crack drink it. my beer like an adult. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna drink those ones too, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a degenerate. This might be our you first uh, shotgun on the podcast. I think. No, it's not. Oh, it's not? Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, do you remember the Halloween episode? Oh, I, yeah. I opened it that way. That's right. <laughs> I'm wearing a captain Ready? hat. I can't not shotgun a beers right now. You're at, you're you're yeah. correct. I'm wearing yes, a white go for it. I mean, hat. I can't not buy land today. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I hunt it? Re ready when you are. All right, go. Let's go. Ooh. Good time. <sighs> <sighs> I knew that was That's coming. I should have drank a Miller Light. I could have burped like that. Look at my pants. Oh man! <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's not for the beer. <laughs> the worst part is you have to sit in that for the next X amount of hours that we're going to be on here. No, the worst part is we have to try and not make this a Patreon only episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's happened. Oh man. It'll be good. I feel like reinvigorated right now. Let's yeah, go. Like, this is what uh, I took an Adderall earlier. I should have just shotgun a beer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That was tremendous. It was so good. I've never shotgun a course banquet before. That was delicious. Listen, I'm I'm pleasantly, pleasantly you surprised how much I – No, I don't. Okay. Um, how much I like the course banquet. If you had a course banquet here, I'd probably drink one. Miller Lite. that? Mm -mm. Cat piss. Mm. Get out of here, guy. Yeah. Shout out to Meredith Curry for uh, placing an order. Um, 
I wanted to get straight into my favorite topic of the moment: <clears throat> crossbows. Yes, you love them. We we love them. <laughs> I just saw a double barrel crossbow the other day on TikTok, and it yeah. was fascinating. So I heard you talk about that on the podcast, and uh, and I want to look it up, but I haven't yet. But the re the reason why is because YouTube is a weird thing. So we we don't really take it serious, but we used to make YouTube videos about topics. Mm -hmm. And so we made one about how deer smell, and this was probably two years ago. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> that was a delayed. <laughs> there it is. Yes. Delay. Um, so I, for some reason, it just blew up. Hey, thanks. It just blew up out of nowhere. And uh, <clears throat> sorry. And I started getting a bunch <laughs> of comments, <laughs> just people talking shit, because that's what YouTube's for. But this guy came in there and he said, um, as soon as he started tra talking crap about crossbows, dot, 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 unevolved. And then I was like, unevolved. So I had to Google it because I thought I knew what it meant, but I had to make sure. <laughs> it's a, it means not fully developed, which is funny because the only time you see someone using a crossbow is when they're young and not fully developed or when they're too old and developed too far. So it's, so, <laughs> which I didn't say that back to him, but it was, it was kind of the, cause Probably what I said was, uh, we were talking about bow hunting and scent and like how close you got to be <clears throat> to a deer and why scent may be important if you're, if you're bow hunting. And I said, a man's bow, not a crossbow is what I said. <laughs> I'm not talking shit about crossbows, uh, but if you're shooting a Raven, you're shooting, you know, a hundred yards. So, you, you know, scent's not as important as a 30 yard bow shot. That was the whole point of the conversation but mm -hmm. working with like veteran charities and stuff a lot of these people they can't pull a bow back they got injuries or whatever so they have to use a so i don't care but i think mm -hmm. that if you're able to use a regular compound bow or a trad bow yeah that should be the uh, method of take and i wanted to know y'all's thoughts yeah so pennsylvania here not too too long ago when i was a kid you had to have, you know, a medical basically reason to use a crossbow. You had to have a doctor's note. Unless you yeah. were youth or senior, right? No. Actually, no. It's, yeah, It was across right. the board. You it had to have a medical reason to use a crossbow. Yeah. Really? So you had to go you had yeah. to go to the doctors and get a medical excuse to use a crossbow and hunt. And then they legalized crossbows across everything. Um, my take on it is, one, I guess first and foremost, I've never actually shot a crossbow that i've never hunted wrong. with a crossbow um I however we all know ping pong ones yeah we, <laughs> we all know their capabilities right it's a yeah. it's a weapon that you can pick up at any given time take one shot hit the bullseye and you're ready to hunt out to 50 yards ethically if it's sighted in that's what i mean take yeah. one shot you hit the bullseye yeah. you're okay. ready to hunt yeah right you only need one you don't need to practice for six months shooting your bow yeah. True. Um, and my biggest thing, if, if I had it in a perfect world and I'm not against crossbow hunting either, I think it's a great weapon of choice for a starter bow. If someone's just trying to get into hunting for the first time, you know, even if they're an adult, um, onset hunter and they want to use a crossbow for their first year and then they want to kind of, uh, you know, continue their path and evolve, evolve. into compound bow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that would be a perfect world, but in my opinion, also, if I had it my way, I would probably have a crossbow season, much like they have a an inline muzzleloader season during archery season here in Pennsylvania, where you can Which shoot doe only with an inline. 
mm-hmm. crazy. And you don't have to wear orange. So yeah, wow. you're carrying an inline, which is basically a rifle and you don't have to wear orange and you can shoot doe only. Yeah. I feel like if that same season and time frame within that season was for crossbows as well and doe only, I would be on board with that. But I have never encountered more negative hunting situations with any weapon in the woods than a crossbow user. So take that for what it is, Mm -hmm. but I'm just spitting the fact of if it, the most negative experiences I've had in the woods with hunters and whether that's them being assholes, whether that's people just not knowing how to hunt, um, whether it's whatever it is, people walking around the woods, like Elmer Fudd carrying their crossbow, thinking they're just going to sneak up on deer and shoot them. Seen that plenty. (laughs) Um, you don't typically see that too often with compound bows. It's more crossbows. So that's my take on it, my opinion, and that's all it is. I don't care what you use, what you kill animals with. If it's illegal, do it. That's on you. But my perfect world, that's what I would prefer. You just got lit up. You just got lit up. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I don't love has, how anybody, I that on, has anybody, have anyone here ever killed a deer with a crossbow? No. No? No. I No. No. I have. I have. Oh, um, and I have I have a story. It's it wasn't really a the 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 week before a tether rope that was installed as part of like our club. Like someone we we put a stand up and we we put up a tether rope. It had dry rotted, and I got my bow all the way to the top, and it broke. The tether, oh, the tether no. broke and my my bow fell. It bounced off of the ladder, and then. Mm. bounced like 20 yards up and it it was all fucked up and i had tags to fill and the only the only bow that i had to hunt with on the bow side of our property which you could you could only hunt with a bow was my son's crossbow (laughs) so i took my son's (laughs) crossbow hunting and here's the deal the shot was still like 30 yards and it was such a it was such a weird angle i actually missed low it went right underneath the doe and the doe just stood there like what the hell was that and so I was like, well, I'm going to reload this damn crossbow and see what, what happens. And so I very slowly recocked a, a crossbow and put another bolt in it, and that doe never moved. And so at that point, I, I decided that, that it didn't matter what I was hunting with. It could have been a fucking rock. It could have jumped out of the tree stand with a knife. It was that de- that deer's day to die because yeah. I was making so much noise and moving so obviously I, it didn't matter. I don't think what I was hunting with. Um, so it made me feel better about killing it with a crossbow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I was like, at, at one point, like I, I was just like, well, maybe she did. Like I started moving really slowly. And then like I started just getting a, lo- a little bit more just deliberate with my movements. And she was completely oblivious to, to the noise I was making. Didn't care or was blind in one eye. I don't fucking know. But she died. <laughs> so she's. That's my story. Did she taste the same? She tastes, she tastes just, just like good. deer I shot yeah. with with rifles in my other bow. Yeah, I just like how you said yeah. uh, you didn't feel as bad because she was going to die anyway. Yeah, she was die anyway. <laughs> but, but if you had like a trophy buck with a crossbow, would you have been disappointed in yourself? Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah, yeah, because I'm capable of shooting my bow just fine. Yeah, a regular bow just fine. And again, we're not speaking about people that can't shoot a regular bow. No, it's just, per- yes. it's just it's yes. personal preference. It's a personal yeah, hundred percent. Again, I don't have any ill will towards anyone with a crossbow, and I don't have a negative feeling towards it. But for me personally, I couldn't do it. I mean, at that point, there's just uh, 
and I'm not even going to get into the fact that there's a scope and there's a trigger and there's no movement involved. Cause that's, that's obviously right. Like my dad has called him a cross gun since the day one. He will Literally. not call him a crossbow. <laughs> yeah. He will do yeah. that. He will not call him a crossbow there. It's a cross gun. I will tell you that the, I don't even know the name or the brand or what it's called, but there's a bow. It's a, it's like an air bow that shoots. Hey, well, there's air bows. Here. That shit is a hundred percent. I'm not cool with, I think it's, I, yeah. I just don't see how you might as well just shoot a rifle. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. the way I would look yeah. at crossbows. Like if you're going to shoot a crossbow, you might as well shoot it like a 30, 30. If you're, you know, 50, 80 yards, but, but if even, you're shooting a hundred yards with a Raven, just use a, use a rifle, dude. You're gonna you're even, gonna you're gonna guarantee kill that thing with a rifle. You, you know, it's yeah. a crossbow. I mean, probably, but before Raven came out and some of the other bows that came out where they were, you know, shooting, you know, palm sized groups at a hundred yards, you know, even even crossbows were like limited to fifty or sixty yards, right? Like Yep. But then now that the way the technology is made, these things are so compact and are, are shooting so unbelievably fast it's just i don't know yeah and i don't have ill will towards anyone but if no. you're using one i'm gonna give you shit it's just 100 <laughs> yeah it's gonna I, happen i think it kind of goes back to like literally what gus just said like he was saying palm size but i think they advertise like sub moa accuracy at like 100 yards or something like that really and that's they just do. that's bananas and that goes into like my whole thing about the crossbow hunting I feel like people who shoot a crossbow who are, you know, able-bodied, like our age that probably should be shooting a vertical bow, it gives people a lot of confidence that they shouldn't really have, I feel like, because yeah, you're yeah. shooting a really short arrow, has no weight behind it. If you're shooting a bolt and you have a 100-grain head on it and you accidentally shoot that deer in the shoulder, you're not getting any penetration out of that. I mean, if you build a full-length arrow like we do out of, you know, a vertical bow – and it's overbuilt and it's heavy. You have the right broadhead on there. You might get a little bit better results, but I feel like that, you know, being able to shoot that 80 yards on a deer and then being able to put it right where they shoot all the time. Cause I have shot a crossbow several times and there are laser beams, man. It is, you feel hella confident with them. But at that point, I feel like you get to a point where it's just degrading everything that archery hunting is to the fact that you're it's difficult for a reason and you get that overconfidence and then you end up wounding a lot of deer. I just, it's one of those yeah. things that I think I goes think, into it. I, I think we can, I think it, what it boils down to, I think we can all agree that it comes down to kind of a, this, the, the woodsmanship or sportsman aspect of it. Like to me, I enjoy the challenge of shooting with a vertical bow and the additional challenge and the reward that comes with, filling a freezer or shooting a deer uh, and filling a freezer through that method of take. If that doesn't bother you and your goal is to just put meat in the freezer and you don't care how you take the deer, then by all means, shoot your crossbow, go do what you got to do, eat, be merry. And it, you know, if that doesn't bother you, then, then cool. But personally, I just enjoyed those other, the other methods of take. More than I, I guess I should, I guess I should have prefaced this before I jumped straight into this conversation, but yeah, I'm speaking about them saying archery and including crossbows because I don't feel like archery yes. is a cro is crossbow. I feel like crossbows in the realm of a gun, as your dad said, a, a cross gun. <laughs> but yeah, uh, archery you can't say you're an archer if you shoot a crossbow. You just can't. It's not the same thing. I don't think it's the same either because you're you're not worried about levels. You're not worried about sights. You're, I mean, you know, traditional sights like we're using. You're not worried about how it's fletched and the, you know, it's just, it's all that stuff. You just go buy it and it comes together in a nice little package. Yeah. And like you said, you shoot it one time. 
all right, cool. I know what this thing's going to do. And you go hunt with it. And all, all, my all, shoulders kill me yeah. like all summer long because I'm, I'm just repping arrows, you know, because I yep, want to make same. sure when hunting season comes, I'm ready to go. And all that being said, there's some, there's some group of four dudes, four assholes, just like us sitting on a podcast <laughs> talking shit about us because we don't yeah. we don't hunt with with a long bows or at laddles or, yep. you know or <laughs> shot, yeah. you know yeah. <laughs> so you know, to wheels are for own, cars right yeah. <laughs> to each his own um this is just our preference you know like, could you imagine using a compound bow where you could shoot 60 yeah, yards yeah. <laughs> here's the thing at the end of the day, like, if we're all if we're all <laughs> if we're all in hunt camp and a, somebody brings a crossbow and they have a good time and they shoot a deer Am I going to give them a little shit? Probably, but yeah, mm-hmm. good, for, good for them. You know, I don't, I'll tell you yeah. what is level 10 deer hunting, uh, that I discovered today. I don't mean level 10 is in skill, but like the final frontier, if you will, is saddle hunting with a rifle. That is fucking wild. It's I can so go, much fun, dude. I can go anywhere I want and then shoot <laughs> as far as I want. It's, it's, yeah. It's and you're quiet. I mean, I can walk forever with my oh, saddle. You had your, your, you had your yeah, saddle I did today. it today. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I, I saddle hunted with a rifle, and I'm like, dude, I just I just walked further than I needed to. Didn't bother me at all. Climbed a tree, and now I'm sitting on a railroad track. Like I can shoot. How was that walk? 180 yards. It's fine. It's comfortable. Well, no, it sucked. The you know how railroad tracks are. I'm convinced that they use those rocks that size, <laughs> so you can't ride a bike. Dude, where were your feet comfortable? <laughs> oh, <yeah>. so <laughs> so yeah, I was a little cold. There's yesterday. something here. I was going to bring, I was going to bring, uh, snake boots because we've been seeing snakes still. Um, and we have a lot of poison, ve- venomous, excuse me, snakes. venomous. Um, yes. So I was going to rock my, um, snake boots cause they're warmer. And so I left my sneeze at home and then or not sneeze. What do I wear? I don't know. So Schnees. they're not sneeze. I have sneeze. They're, I don't know why I said that. Uh, anyway, uh, whatever they are, opera issues. So I left them at home and forgot to grab my snake boots. And so I get into the woods an hour and a half from work. And uh, all I have is my gym bag. So I wore, <laughs> I wore running shoes today. <laughs> Which, let me tell you, I've never been more comfortable in a saddle than today. <laughs> he, he, all that flex and padding. He walks Woo. into my house and, his, and he's, uh, he gets to my house and his, He's standing in the Sitka and running shoes. And I was like, how was that walk in through that mud and those $140 running shoes? Just covered in mud, ruined. They're Brooks. You know, you can throw in a Oh, yeah. Shoe. Yeah, dude. dude those, <laughs> those are, those are so actually cool. awesome shoes. Fun story. I, Chuck has hunted in uh, dress shoes before. <laughs> I have. Oh, I've yeah. hunted in dress shoes. I have also, um, by choice, hunted in Crocs. I'll never do that again. I've hunted um, in Crocs before. Yeah, the one sticking method with Crocs does not work. It is the most uncomfortable thing on my feet maybe ever. And trying to climb a tree was the yep. most difficult thing. I mean, these were Crocs, like three-year-old Crocs with no tread on them at all. So were they or were they not in four-wheel drive? They were in four-wheel drive. Okay. Oh, yeah. And I and the worst part was not only was I hunting in Crocs, I climbed a tree in Crocs, and I was very uncomfortable. My buddy shot a doe that day that went over an entire mountain down into the bottom so we were tracking in wow. crocs beautiful down. and that part was kind of awesome like coming out i was like i'll see you guys at the top and i just start taking off running up the hill <laughs> in my crocs <laughs> did you did you get the winch attachment or the lights or anything oh, shit. no nothing good <laughs> kc off-road lights these are just oh. a nice camouflage 
you know. I always delete four wheel <laughs> drive on my Crocs, so I don't even have that option. They're just they're just slip on slip slippies. The, oh uh, man, you got it. Gotta the, have them four wheel drive. Look at these bad boys. I just saw a video oh, you're yet. wearing right now. No, oh, nice. <laughs> I saw a these video ones of a a grandpa who bought all of his grandkids Crocs for Christmas, and you know the little plug things you can get to stick in the holes. Oh yeah, he's he got these medallion size things made to stick in their crocs that were pictures of him (laughs) (laughs) hell yeah and so it was just a picture of of like his eight grandkids like rainbow colored and they all had like these plugs of pictures of his that's hilarious i thought it was fucking hilarious have you seen the cowboy boot crocs yeah yes yeah Kind of Dude, want. I want them so bad. My uncle wears them so bad. My uncle wears ones that are kind of like Sperry's or boat shoes, but they're but they're Crocs, so they're like leather. And he wears those with like slacks and a button-up <laughs> shirt. Dude, swear to God, that's Louisiana for you, though, man. <laughs> a whole different world down there, brother. Do y'all have red hats up there? Like, I don't know. If, do you have people that like tuck their boots, their pants in their boots? Is that a thing? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you right. definitely see it. Um, Dude, I do that all the time when I go to the gas station. <laughs> well, that's, well, that's what I want to do with my Croc boots. I want to tuck my jeans in them. Rednecks are Yeah, yeah they're sure all over, especially now. you go into Ohio. There's a lot more over there. But uh, I, I'll I tell you what, have you, guys, have you guys seen the, the light boots, L-I-T-E? No. Dude, no. these are basically nobody? No. Oh my lord! You need to look them up immediately. L I T E boots—they are literally the croc of hunting boots. I mean, they are insanely, insanely light weight boots. I've seen them. People love them. Absolutely love them. Shit. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those look like they were made in China and shipped here. And, uh, and I'm like, telling I you, stupid Americans. I've seen. <laughs> I've seen them in person. No, no, dude. They are they are literally blown, insulated like rubber. Not even. (laughs) Can't say they're rubber. They're ugly. Injection molded. Injection molded, so they don't crack and break like rubber. Dude, Um, and they they're so ugly, (laughs) but they are light as hell. They are literally Christmas. They're the weight of a croc. And and they're a boot, wide full calf. size waterproof. Yeah, that's what I, I don't need know how to I feel about that, dude. I need the wide calf thing. You'll you'll never see my yep. calves, but listen, I I feel Oops. you. I feel you. I might show you. Got those tree trunk legs. <laughs> I might show you because <laughs> nobody believes me until they see them, and they're like, "Oh wow, got cankles." Ignore that piss stain on his shorts. Yeah, oh, yeah dude. Looking. That looks like my leg. Look at that leg. It, it does look like mine. Leg. It's a good looking leg. Yeah. It's muscular. <laughs> Vas- vascular is the leg. You know, you this do a lot of squats. I've been sitting in these chairs, and I'm like, these chairs feel familiar. And I realize they're the chairs from the studio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that what we did with them? You, you put them in your kitchen? I put them in the, in the storage unit, and then uh, they sat there forever, and I couldn't sell them, so I just brought them home. <laughs> <laughs> nice hell yeah but yeah those are uh i'm telling you man for down south people love them when it's real hot because they're super lightweight they're nice and they're waterproof so you can get around in them yeah okay they don't, they don't yeah. seem like they would breathe very much though like, like they would just collect a pool of sweat in there no way are those breathing i would <laughs> i would imagine that's what they're gonna do <laughs> 
What if I drilled holes in them to make them like Crocs? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Little breather holes around the front. What are these made for? Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> what are the Croc boots made for? Yeah. Style, dude. Those for are fucking style. Style. Take, yeah. For fucking. It's like, <laughs> like, uh, it's like, it's like Dodge Ram owners, how they always keep their toe mirrors out because they're always towing pussy. <laughs> <laughs> That's my guess. Oh, yeah. I'm always a big fan of like the nutsack thing that hangs out behind the truck. Truck nuts, dude. dude. Yeah, truck nuts. They outlawed those uh, in Virginia. Where was it? Probably Virginia. Yeah, they outlawed them in Virginia. Virginia. Yeah. Northern Virginia, probably. We still see them here from time to time. Yeah, Northern (laughs) Virginia. That's where all the laws are made, I think. (laughs) I have a truck nuts (laughs) keychain. I thought I've seen people with truck nuts on their Crocs. I swear I've seen oh, yeah. that. Yeah, I've seen that. Probably. Before, yeah. yeah. The four-wheel drive strap, you could hang them off the back. What? And yeah. With fucking nuts hanging yeah. off the back. Dude, that's sick. <laughs> well, the, the Croc cowboy boots come with spurs, which to me mm-hmm. is like the most Beautiful. Epic. Yeah. I got to do it. You wear those in the saddle. Yeah. Saddle hunting. <laughs> saddle hunting with my spurs first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so those are outlawed here on public land. <laughs> What about my Croc Spurs? <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, I think, man. I think we're gonna, when we come to PA, we got to buy a set and we got to go make a video of this. I'm going to buy a set and that's all I'm, that's all I'm going to wear at the Great American Outdoor Show. Or Croc <laughs> I think I'm going to do the same thing. Yeah, I'm going to tuck my jeans into the boots. Hell yeah. Are y'all coming the I last will, weekend? Um, I might try to do both weekends again if I can. We're uh, we don't know yet for sure, but I mean, whatever time you guys are going to be there, we will definitely be there. Yes, we'll, we'll definitely make it work. Weekend. Yeah, last weekend. Okay. Yeah, yeah I'll make yeah, sure we, I put that on the calendar. You're gonna have a freaking blasty blast, dude. Do you guys stay there, or is it close enough to where you just go home? We stay. Um, Hell yeah! It's like four and a half hours from us. Yeah, something like that. Okay. Yeah. Tell us what hotel so it, or wherever you're staying, or we should we should just get an Airbnb. Get a four. Yeah, there's a. Couple B&B. sick Airbnbs that we've had before when we've gone down there. That was like around the COVID time, so I don't know what the price difference will be. But if we get them early enough, I think we can get a couple really nice ones, like 10, 15 minutes out from the show, which is where you want to be when you're in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. It's about 10, 15 minutes out. You don't want to be right there. <laughs> don't get the hotel we were in last year. Uh, don't. Yeah. Our um, heater went out. It was like 12 degrees in our room. If we get yeah. an Airbnb, it may be possible that uh, a sponsor pays for it. So, just oh, okay, we'll see. We're working that angle. Yeah. We, don't we can know. start throwing um, those dates. Around talk to Locke, sure. man. Maybe we can split it. We're yeah. going there to work, and I said I don't need to be paid, but I would like my accommodations taken care of. So, we'll for see sure, yeah. Okay. Well, I uh, if I can find the one that we stayed at a little while back, it was absolutely incredible. We could definitely do that. Hell the place yeah. was oh, yeah. super nice. And I've stayed there before, so much trouble. (laughs) Oh, you know what? Actually, I've stayed at we stayed in Airbnb last year too. A really another really nice one, dude. I got yeah, we're good. There's we stayed in a hotel last last year. Yeah, but the other weekend that I went down that you didn't when I was with Joe and Joe Don, we stayed at an Airbnb. Okay, and it was pimping, dude. It was so freaking nice because we had already booked it before the whole scree thing. And, uh, dude, they had a pool table, foosball table. Like, ooh, we had an entire, it was laid out. My real hmm. question for you guys right now is what sponsor are we talking? Is Ryan Reynolds going to be there? Are we, uh, Mid Mobile <laughs> or? <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, Ryan's actually <laughs> yeah. a big. Ryan's actually a big hunter. He's, he's more staying into, with um, us. Yeah, yeah, he's really big into pheasant. Uh, more of an upland game. Mm. Um, kind okay, of he's one of play. those people. Like, gotcha. You know, they all are at that at that point. So <clears throat> yeah, yeah. He 100%. knows how to spell pheasant too, which was impressive. Pheasant. It's like peasant, but with an H, like, right? Right, and that's exactly how he explained it. <laughs> you peasant. <laughs> I want I want to go pheasant hunting really bad. Oh, yeah. dude, I've never done that either. Really? really? Yeah, our season's I I like everything the, except the pheasant. Our season is is BS, dude. I've been talking about taking Charles for a million years. Dude, a lot of my family is from North Dakota and South Dakota, oh, man. Yeah. I used to go every year with my dad. We'd go out, all my cousins and all my uncles, man. It was bananas. Yeah. That would be cool. My wife like, has that's something in, to experience. in North North Dakota, and and they they swear by it. We've been, it's I've so been much fun, to, man. I've been meaning to make arrangements to go hunt out there, uh, whitetail in the late season. I have We have an open invitation. I just have to be able to make it happen. <clears throat> there so, you go. I have a question for y'all. Um, Austin, you bounce between chuck and charles so i've been doing the same because i don't know what the fuck to call you so is your i name call chuck him chuck most of the time no okay. one really knows what his name's charles but he yeah. gets chuck most of the time yeah i was in I my really phone is charles but i call him chuck so it's, mm -hmm. you get both i've i've been getting this my entire life i'll answer to pretty much anything asshole chuck santa Claus. charles jazz santa santa my I kids call him either uncle chuck or uncle chuckles yeah. so if it was preference i personally prefer to go by chuck diesel so if you could uh chuck yeah diesel. You, yeah chuck diesel so if you could you know use that from now on that's my pronoun diesel well, the problem is that's what i'm gonna call you so <laughs> <laughs> careful what you ask for that's um, easy for me I like Vin Diesel and I like I like Chuck E. Cheese's, so that's uh <laughs> ideal. Chuck E. Diesel. What's up, Chuck kid? E. Diesel. Chuck E. Diesel. Although diesel's kind of expensive now at times, so I've been just going by Chuck Unleaded. How much is diesel up there? <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> that's four forty, oh. four something, it's right? Expensive. What is it nowadays? Four something. It's expensive. Four fifty ish. Three thirty two this morning. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Good Lord, man. Our state's like top three in the world. We have to get to Ohio packs. to get those prices. Yeah. Jeez. You come down to about south. a dollar cheaper. We found a reason to go to Ohio. <laughs> <laughs> Big deer, cheap gas. I can't explain the other ones that Ohio's known for, but that's two of the Moving good ones. Charleston, that's, a, that's a big one they're known for. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so we man. wanted to get into late season hunting topics with uh, 50, 45 minutes in or whatever we are. Um, it's fine. But I don't really want to because we're having so much fun talking about other shit. So. It's all right. It all, it's all going to lead We can have there fun anyways. talking about late season. It'll be all right. You know how it is. Okay. It'll start right. one place and go to another. 
Oh yeah, that's the. <laughs> they know us well. well they're the same way. <laughs> <laughs> Two the same. It's like, it's like the Batman meme. Yeah. <laughs> Spider Man. Yeah. yeah the multiverse. Know your memes. Yeah, I know. Um, that guy. Oh, on, the other thing too. Your last podcast. That guy Brian. Uh, what was his last name? Sabelli. Sabelli. He seems like a cool fella. He is a cool fella. He's I a like good buddy. He, I like that he shoots what. I don't want to. I think he's shooting a blackout. Is that what he said? Three hundred blackout. Yeah, I have a three hundred blackout too. So I want to do an AR ten. Same thing. Sixteen inch barrel, red dot uh, suppressor. That's because the reason why is because I went to a lottery hunt one year and we all got into the trees. Like they were like, "All right, go," you know, and you run to win your prize or whatever. So as we were walking, and I sat up, and like an hour into my setup, I hear. And I'm like, did you fucking get it? He he shot all three deer, all three out, all three deer. We we're allowed to kill. He shot all three in ten seconds. That's no amazing. Shit. Yeah, I will tell you, you don't have to build an AR-10 to have a 300 blackout. I don't want three. I want 308 straight. And you AR. want 308 straight? Okay. All right. All right. I was gonna say because 300 blackout is still a uh, AR-15 platform. Yeah, it's neck down. It's just. Yeah. 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 I have it, dude. It's it's an awesome round, man. I really do love it. Yeah. Yeah, like that semi-automatic stuff doesn't that doesn't fly around here. We no, still don't. We can't do that. We don't allow it yet. Mm -hmm. They tried to, and they basically passed it for coyotes and small game. Yeah, no it, deer. It made it nowhere near uh, big game animals that it really? will never. Yeah. What else hell, it got shot down so fast. Um, we're in a Commonwealth, man. Yeah, we, well, we can't hunt on Sundays, remember? The communist wealth, man. <laughs> Dude, they opened yeah. up Sundays here this year. Yeah, they did. That's beautiful. So did it's they open it up on public land or private yeah. land only? So it's, it was it. always private land. It's been private land only for as long as I I yeah. know. They, they opened it up um, on public land for the first time this year. They're trying to do that in Virginia. They've been trying for the last two or three years, and it's the same way. Yeah. So. I think the reason why is because there's just no hunters. When, when we did that Patreon hunt, we were talking to the DNR guy, and uh, they, they usually have a black powder opener, and um, it's, like, pretty popular with the old guys. They come out there, but, you know, they're all dying off. But he said there was, there for black powder opener, the year I went, there there's probably 80 people out there, um, and they said that was a slow year. She said this year there was 18, 18 people. Oh, good wow. God. <laughs> Man. Yeah, that's rough. That's public land, our public land kind of has the same as every other state. Like you have black powder and bow, and then rifle opens, but um, you can do whatever you want on private land. But yeah, eighteen people, man, crazy. If I had known that, I would have gone out there with a the bow because there's a shit ton of deer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> can you use a bow in that season? You can use yeah. lesser. Yeah, use yeah. A, use some some places. Yeah. Well, that's probably more. That's probably better than black powder. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I, I would I take it over black, black powder. Pow yeah, like flintlock. The you like if you, mm -hmm. if you your flintlock. That's wild as fuck to me. That people one that people own a flintlock. That's not like on a wall. That's my great great grandpappy's. But the fact that people have functional flintlocks in Pennsylvania, that's wild to me. Yeah, great. Dude, transition. there's people that only hunt the flintlock season. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's yeah. their deer season as they like going out with a flintlock and they dress like in like period garb and everything. Yeah. Like they, they want to dress like it was 1690, man. Yeah. And they like take their flintlock, like the Kentucky yeah. long rifle and they go. 
Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. There's Fox guys, skins and everything, yep, dude. One hundred percent does the whole outfit. He has a YouTube channel. He does a video every year on his hunt up in the big woods where it's mostly thirty minutes of him sneaking through different scenes, just wearing like the attire. But he sees a ton of deer. I mean yeah. a ton of deer. And it's a great transition into our late season because really if you want to hunt our late season up here, you're either doing it with traditional black powder or you're doing it with a bow. And Typically, the temperatures are so brutal that bow hunting and stationary hunting out of a tree stand is tough. It is really, really hard. Um, really hard. Most of our crops are cut. So, like the crop fields and stuff that you're typically seeing deer in after they get banged up pretty good in rifle season, you that's that's even tough unless you have private land somewhere. But speaking on public, um, it, it's really, really hard. But to go into the late season, stuff i mean it's a lot of fun i know we kind of talked about this a little bit i think before we recorded it is a lot of fun when you get a bunch of guys together and you have these traditional weapons and you know in the big woods environment there's a ton of deer they're running all over the place the first year i ever did it i borrowed a buddy's gun off his dad and i'm literally just walking down a dirt road like dirt gravel road that leads back to our camp and i'm just kind of be bopping around. I look over and there's a deer at five yards, five yards, just on the other side of the brush. Like the roads up there, basically there's like a brush line and then it opens up into the woods behind them. Right. So when they cleared it out and opened up these roads, the sunlight came down and created these real thick brush. It's standing at five yards, has no idea on there. I get up and I'm like, holy shit, this is happening. Cocked it back, looked and it went click. And uh, the deer, when it heard that click, jumped out of its skin and just took off running. Yeah. Like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Five yards. It would have been my first ever with, you know, with traditional equipment. And uh, we end up having to try to shoot that thing nine times before it finally discharged. It was just one of those days where it was kind of spitting a little bit of snow and rain. And I had no idea what I was doing. So I wasn't covering my pan. You know, I was doing everything wrong, basically. Um, which is none of us have ever shot a, a pan fired weapon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I mean, last time I checked, I did not fight in the Civil War, <laughs> so I'm not super familiar. Fighting a war with that thing, dude, dude. I'm, no way. I think about it all the time. How brutal that had to be. Oh my god, man. Yeah, like, how brutal winter, those wars. Like crossing the what, what was that river that George Washington crossed, and they all the had Delaware. The, the Del Delaware. Delaware with a with a flint lock. You get over there, none of them work. And you're like, I don't know what we're gonna do. It's like, yeah, it's we got water bad. on ours, so we can't fight. Can we just like postpone for a day or two until the sun comes out? That'd be great. Dry the shit out, yeah, yeah. Dude, but I did end up getting a deer that weekend. First and only time I think I've ever gone out with flint lock was uh, the second day out. We we were doing some drives and uh sure enough there was a deer like 40 yards <laughs> i shoot this thing and you know you shoot it it's just a giant cloud of smoke you can't even see anything after the fact yeah. so i'm like running through the smoke to try to see what i did and the deer dropped down and it was a it was a nightmare man an absolute nightmare of course it got back up and started running again and i'm like oh shit um but i was able to get another shot in it like 40 yards later just, just a nightmare I think what I missed it, it four like times. Fifty cal balls? Is that what? Is that what you're? Yeah, shooting? fifty cal. Yeah. What's the ho the exit hole look like? It's pretty gnarly. I mean, yeah. it, they call them power belts. They're not really balls, but they're uh, 
You can shoot the balls. Yeah, I was shooting can. the balls that Were day. You? Yeah. See, I shoot it like a sabbat. Some people shoot the sabbat style. Yeah. yeah. That gives you a little bit more expansion. Um, and they leave a pretty gnarly hole. Yeah. Um, the problem is a lot of times with the ball style, like I find you don't even get an exit. Mine, I didn't even have an exit. But I hit them mm. through the leg, like through the shoulder bone. Um, and it did not exit. It was still like on the other side. You can kind of see it like right there up underneath the fur. But mm. yeah, they're uh, not for me. It's fun, like not for me. Plenty of deer with a 20 gauge. I always thought it was French and it was Sabot, but Sabot or whatever it's called. <laughs> I've killed plenty of deer with one of those. Sabot. 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 <laughs> I'm going to keep calling it that. I don't care what it's called. I would too. Is no, that Sabo? Our, our man drives or, or deer drives, is that is that the, the kind of preferred method to hunt during that time? If you're not still hunting, yeah. I mean, a lot of guys, they'll like going back to those traditional guys that dress up. They they do a lot of still hunting and stuff. But if yeah. if you're uh, through our regular gun season and you want to fill the freezer, it's kind of doing deer drives with the flint locks, man. Yeah. The, yeah. the nice part about the the you know the drives or the bumps or whatever you want to call them, because we don't have a lot of guys when we do this. You might have a group of six or seven guys up there, and you're trying to push an area that's you know twenty thousand acres right you're not or you're not really gonna we do little mini section drives but what's nice is it's almost like between when rifle season ends and that season opens the deer have gotten completely stupid again and there's a lot of times where you can literally walk right up on the deer and he's just standing there looking at you like what are you gonna do or you know it's not like rifle season in the drives and rifle season it seems like those deer are just they're gone yeah. like they're running as hard as they possibly can but that later season for whatever reason you typically can get better opportunity doing something like that plus again it's pretty bad conditions a lot of times it's cold you want to keep moving stay warm um that's with a black powder weapon i would suggest that's how you do it but there's other times where we've just went out and sat down and you know people have gotten deer that way too so i don't know when the guns don't want to go off, that's when we uh, attach bayonets and just go that way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take it to the trenches, <laughs> man. You got to take it to the trenches. Talking. Just keep corn in your pocket and be like, here. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, food you, is obviously king, right? When I mean, you're talking late season, it's just so yeah. over said and over talked about. Like, oh, you got to yeah. hunt the food. Well, what is food? Nobody has food. Right. Who has food at that time of year? Because for me, hunting late season, you know, archery over a standing cornfield. I didn't do very well at all because all the deer in the middle of that cornfield using it as thermal cover for one, and they're just eating within there and you're not going to see them before daylight breaks, you know, private land. Yeah. If you have, you know, a soybean pile that you left standing for whatever reason, just for hunting purposes, that could be really good too. But for me, when I'm think late season, I think more thick, heavy cover, um, thermal, uh, you know, you're, hunting south-facing slopes where the sunlight's hitting on them and there's some maybe green grass left on those south-facing slopes i think about all the areas with the leftover acorns uh pin oaks are great uh locust trees where you have the big locust pods those are phenomenal late season sources but a lot of people a lot of deer at that time you know whenever you're trying to get after them they're usually grazing on brows um thick woody brows yeah they're not really out I don't have the property, I should say, to talk on, you know, cornfields and 
soybean field and that kind of thing. Well, no, because we, we really want to talk public land anyway, because a, a, mm -hmm. a lot of people we're thinking about getting rid of all of our private land and only hunting public. So it's it's a totally different game for Pennsylvania versus South Carolina because it's it is flat. We live in the low country. There is no hills. You're not going to walk up if there's yeah. if there's any change in terrain. A backhoe did it. It's not it's not natural. Um, right. Oh, yeah. So like everything kind of looks the same everywhere. It's extremely hard to hunt in your low season. It's or late season because all the grass is dead. All the acorns are gone. Everything. I mean, there's nowhere to hide, but the problem with a lot of our public land is they burn a lot of it to kind of preserve mm -hmm. it. So what grows back is these thick reed grasses that are about chest high and deer could walk right through that and you'll never see them. So you kind of right. have to be elevated to look for them, but it, like I said, it all looks the same. So there's other than maybe sit around water and see if they come to get some drinks. Mm -hmm. um, but outside of that, it's it's really difficult to hunt here late season when nothing's going on because wherever they are, that's just where they are. Yeah. How is your uh, how are your trees? Like, do you guys have a lot of pine? Do you have a lot of deciduous trees? Like, what do you have as far as what is falling come late season that it opens up real wide open, or is it still real thick and dense? It's still real thick. It, it's so what's crazy about living down here is when we leave during the winter, it blows our mind. Cause we can go, we, we went to Kentucky during the, where the leaves are falling and to mm -hmm. be able to sit in a tree stand and look out and see a yeah. hundred yards through trees. That's crazy. I mean, you don't, you're not going to see that here. Like I can send you okay. a video right now. I'll send it to you since you have an iPhone, but I can send you a video right now. of today. <laughs> <laughs> it won't for the quality. Uh, but yeah. I see a video of like what it looks like here today. I mean, it's yeah. still everything's yeah. still green, but it's mostly pine um, in public land. Yeah, you can get good patches of and, and sections of of mix with where there's good mix of hardwoods and, and oak, mm -hmm. and um, you know we have a lot of white oak down here, things like that. And so you'll get those dropping. Um, like this year was a crazy, was crazy with uh, with acorns. Like it was, they yeah. were just. I don't know what it was with the, with the year, but um, even as 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 late as a month ago, you know there were still acorns on the ground. <clears throat> um, so some of those areas, if you can find them, you know deer are probably coming around frequenting, trying to trying to get some of those acorns still. Uh, but by and large, it's just it's a lot of pines down here, and it's not just the pines, you know, that make it thick because they they hold their you know most of their um, their pine needles. You know they don't they don't go bare to drop them mm -hmm. of course but the thing that's challenging down here is kind of what matt alluded to was the grasses but like it's the it's the undergrowth uh the native plants that are native down here the um the palms like check your uh, phone i just sent you you can see how green it is yeah there's there the, the palms and the and some of the other things that are native to the low country where you know even if you have a bunch of oaks that have dropped their leaves and it's clear you have three four three and four feet of um palm groves and other things that you have to contend with um on the ground and so it, just, it gets very thick and nasty really easy in some spots and so luckily there that's all pines so you can kind of see in a distance um but if you go to like some of the island spots that we hunt the swamp yeah. i mean it's still just as green as it was in summertime even because like yeah. our oak trees don't really lose leaves here either it's just that we don't have a fall like as far as most people consider a fall where your leaves change and fall. I mean, no, our yep. leaves, it gets, it's like weird. It's like kind of cold and then it's warm and it's cold and it's warm. And then you wake up one day and the leaves are all gone. 
Like, yeah. just, <laughs> they're all in my pool. Yeah, there, there's not like this gradual, pretty, pretty like, oh, they're, they're, you know, red and yellow. It's just like, they're like, oh man, the leaves got really brown really fast. And then like the next day, like, oh, all the fucking leaves are on the ground. Like it just happens like really fast. Mm -hmm. But the, a lot of like our live oaks, they kind of cycle between leaves. So they'll drop the old leaves, but they have new leaves on there. So they're, they're still perfectly green. It's, it's, it's that, really weird. That's almost that's like a, our mountain laurel is what this looks like. Very Some similar. Kind of laurel. Yeah. Very thick, tangly, um, green, kind of like that all year round. Dude, our uh, grass isn't even green right now. No, there's not much like everything's pretty much like you said, Baron, you look through it, yeah. but, but it's a benefit to us because you 100%. know, these deer aren't going to be in that wide, wide open stuff right now. I mean, yeah, they true. are tucked in that thick, heavy cover stuff. So you can really yep. target that and bear it down into little spots. And that's why I asked the question because it's going to make a huge difference when I'm looking at how to target deer where you're at compared to where I'm at this time of year, because if yours hasn't changed and you still have the same green up, I'm going to go back to, you know, trying to focus on, yeah, what, you know, water features have them pinched into a certain area, what, you know, whatever it is that you would target all year round, it kind of makes it more difficult, I would say, because your, well, your terrain, everything, and there's water. Yeah, your stuff's not changing. Yeah, <laughs> your habitat's not changing. Yeah. We need that thermal cover. Right, right. Yeah. And I've seen them a lot in the pines as well up here, like the heavy, heavy cover pines. And I don't know what they forage on within there, if it's like little mushrooms or what, but I always see feeding underneath, like in those laid down pine needle beds and like the real heavy cover pines because it gives them the warmth. But they're yeah. they're feeding on something underneath there. I just don't know what it is. Pine nuts. Pine nuts, just so they're digging those up. Yeah, that makes sense. But I've also targeted, like you were saying, Gus, with a when you find an abundance of acorns in areas. And when I do that and I hunt it early season and I notice that there is not a deer anywhere near here, but there are a million acorns on the ground. Yep. In the back of my mind, I'm noting, okay, this spot late season or later in this season, at some point, all those other hot feed trees are going to be eaten up and they're going to come back to these. Oh, yeah. So that's oh, something I would target in the back of my mind and mark down like, hey, I didn't see any deer on these acorns in mid-October, but come December, January, if I walk in there and there's still acorns on the ground, I almost guarantee you that they're going to come into it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's basically yep. a corn pile. It's just nature's corn pile. They'll find it for sure. Yeah. Yep. Just hard out here but, when the seasons change and then you get a lottery hunt and they stay, you know, here you go. And you go in there and you're like, all right, well, I guess I'll pick a spot on the map. Because like on Onyx, mm -hmm. for y'all, you can look at like, well, here's a draw. Here's a south saving facing slope. Here's all this stuff. Yep. For us, it's just like, okay, well. There's... It's all flat. <laughs> it looks like. <laughs> it all looks the same. It looks like there's Onyx. a good transition here. There's some hardwoods and there's a pine. It looks like a good, you know, there's a good edge there. Let me go check that out. And then you get there and. They cut it all down two years ago. Or <laughs> it, it, looks, it, looks, it looks wide open. And it is because, you know, trees are you know, a hundred feet apart, but the grass is taller than you are. So it's like, well, what mm. am I supposed to do with this? I also don't know who <laughs> runs the burn trailers here, but there's plenty of spots in the woods that are just desolate. It looks like a nuke went off. <laughs> like all the trees are topped and they're all black because they just, they burn too much and killed everything. They burn too hot. Yeah. yeah. Yep. See, they don't do that here. We could use some burns, man. Well, I would love to have some burns up here. Honest Honestly. to God, it would, it would help a lot. Like a lot of our big timber forest really needs the cover it is so wide open i mean you can just see for hundreds all times a year you see hundreds and hundreds of yards through this stuff there's just no undergrowth and it 
it really does need like some cutting and some some clear out and some burns that would be fantastic yeah it does it does a lot of great stuff for animals and it'll it'll yeah. get deer moving too because it changes it changes the uh like you said the undergrowth it changes the environment it changes it changes the plant growth and that changes deer movement you yeah. can also yeah totally kind of like Onyx will show you when they burned last, and that's really helpful because, they, like, the year after they burned, don't even go in there. There's nothing in there. But, like, two years when that's the, the small stuff starting to grow back, the deer love it, and they'll, they'll feed all over it. So if you can find something that was burned two, three years ago, it's usually a good spot. But, again, we have those tall grasses that cover it all, mm. so you can't, you can't see right. anything. <laughs> On contrast to that, though, contrast to that, the year after they burn, that spot is a great place to go hunt turkeys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good place to hunt mushrooms too. Yeah, also there you true. go. Yep. Morels, yeah. See what you need to do is what we never mind. We never did this. What you need to do is <laughs> <laughs> you what need to go into about. those areas and uh, take you a nice little weed whacker and just weed whack you out some nice big open areas and then throw some throw and grow in there. Yeah. Fire. Can you do that Fire. on public land there? I've been no, there. no. That I would good. never do such a thing either. Okay. Yeah. For sure. Now I'm picking up what you're putting down, as they say. Yeah, good. good. <laughs> I've never personally done it. I have heard of people doing it. Personally, <laughs> I've never actually done it. Um, that's too much work for me. For one, <laughs> way too much work. I just a lot of commitment to go out yeah, there in the in the summertime, right? Weed whack yeah. field <laughs> for a public land spot that any idiot can come in and put yeah. a tree stand on, and Someone's that's his like, spot hey, forever. There's just natural clover right here. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm not going to go through that effort. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. But I will be, uh, I will be hunting. It's book January. I'll be down in Florida hunting deer. So um, I, I did it a couple years ago, and I know what you mean by like the flat and the thick and yeah. everything else. Um, it was definitely challenging. It was very different. Um, I got on a ton of deer. I think I saw like. 12 deer in the first day but they were all doe and you can't shoot doe during that time frame even though we're bow hunting it's their gun season you're not allowed to shoot doe it's the most back-ass words fucking state ever Um, where do you go in florida we were on the panhandle at that time okay so um what's crazy there were actually some big deer there they have some big deer on the panhandle um there was a couple killed there were some guys, I mean, most of the guys were, you know, gun hunting and stuff. I brought my bow down and, uh, it was cold, dude. It was like 28 degrees the opening morning that I was down there for that, that hunt. Like it can happen. It can get super, super cold. And then by midday, it's 78 degrees out. Like yeah. it's just wild. Absolutely yeah, wild. It is here. It'll be cold. And then you'll, you'll be trekking into a stand and have to start taking clothes off because you're burning <laughs> up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the only thing I can say that I focused on down there was, like you guys are kind of talking about was water, um, you know, how water will funnel deer. And then you just see deer running straight through the water that you're supposed to funnel them. And they're just going right through it. And it was like, dude, this is a nightmare. You know, it's an absolute nightmare to try to figure these deer out. Like on a short trip, I stood basically zero chance of killing a buck. I, I felt like, but um, I saw a beautiful, I actually saw beautiful. I totally forgot about this driving into the spot as i was driving into the the public land spot there was a giant like 120 130 inch buck ran just standing there and he just walked into the woods and i'm like um obviously i'm gonna go hunt over there well then you drive and there's there's a car you drive and there's a car 
and I almost pulled my inner Pennsylvania out and just parked right beside them. But I hear they don't take to that so well. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like those guys are so afraid. Like, uh, and I at camp the whole week I'm listening to them. They're like, yeah, man, I don't know. There was a car there. So I went a, a mile down the road and I'm like, a mile down the road. If there was a parking lot here in Pennsylvania, there'd be nine trucks there and yeah. six parked on the road beside the parking spot. Yeah. And we'd all be running in at first light shooting at each other with rifles, basically. Like that's, no. that's just <laughs> not, not like and you say that you pull in, like you got there uh, or your alarm didn't go off. So you got there late and there was no one there. And I'm like a parking lot there. You got, you got stacked up on people. No, that would never happen here. If you if you're driving through the woods here and you see a truck, you better keep on. Mm-hmm. You better keep on because it because you never Dude, know. It's crazy, I know. Well, because Dude, I could not there. believe that there was no one there. I couldn't believe it. Mm-hmm, it yeah. was impossible. Like I slept through my alarm. I was waking up at three in the morning to get there to beat everybody there. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. And it doesn't matter. You could do that. We did it in West Virginia. Sitting there in the truck, talking to the other guy. He was there first. Okay, we're talking. You're going to go over there. I'm going to go over here. Guy comes rolling in with a beat-up car, jumps out, doesn't even come talk to us, just into the woods he goes. Yep. Doesn't They don't give a shit. <laughs> People don't care. And I was like, I was blown away by the difference in that, like you guys are talking about. Like, even a half a mile down the road, it's like you're encroaching on somebody's block. Yeah. It's, like when we have our my mind. They give you pens, and it's like, nobody down here would ever imagine putting a pen next to somebody else's pen. You're going to, you're going to move a road down a section of property down a hundred acres, whatever you're going to, nobody would ever stack up on another person's pen. It's, and I don't know why I thought that was common for everybody, but I guess it's just a Southern thing. It's probably Southern hospitality, Southern hospitality. No, you'd see eight tree stands here. Yeah. (laughs) I've actually, (laughs) I, I, I've done it to people and I've had it done to me. So oh, I, you know, a thousand times where you have a tree stand idea. in there. Southern hunter freaks out on Pennsylvania parking lot hunters. And I'm just out there like, have you no common decency or respect? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Bye. <laughs> it, when it boils down to it. Yeah, we don't. <laughs> I think what it is it, down here is we have a little more fear of guns because down here it's like, you know, you kill somebody for coming on your property. So it's like this right. old this crazy fuck might shoot me if I if I get too close to him. And I like I don't trust any hunter down here. Do you? No, no I don't no, absolutely not. If I, I don't even want to be near other hunters. So like no. that's the reason I keep going. Cause I it's like I dude, because I worked at a deep deer processing um taxi place for a little while. And the amount of deer that came in, I mean, I worked from, you know, August 15th to December 31st. So I worked the entire deer season. The amount of deer that came in that were shot in the lungs, I don't know, 10. Most of them came in with like blown out hips and slit throats and yep. stomachs hanging everywhere. All of them got shot. A hundred percent of them were gut shot. And I don't know why. I think maybe they're shooting their daddy's rifle. Like they don't have anything nice. So that it's like daddy's rifle that's never been sighted in with a bush nail, like you're talking about. <laughs> it's that three. or it's the running deer, right? The running deer, you yeah. aim at their chest, yeah. you hit them in the guts. Like that's yeah. just pretty typical. Yeah. I, I'm on the same boat as you. Like I don't want to be near anyone. I, I want people in the woods because it gets deer moving um, during our rifle season, but I don't want to see you. Um, yeah. I, I want to hear your gun go off, but I don't want to see you. I don't want to be anywhere near you. Um, and it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. I would agree. You, you got some 
you know, even in the largest areas, you just got a really high population and high density of hunters. And like you said, if you park there and you walk in a mile back, there's a good chance somebody at some point in that day is going to walk past you. You're going to walk in on you. Most people are courteous enough to kind of give you the wave and turn around and walk out. But yeah. even, uh, you know, like Ohio and archery season, archery season so much worse. This year, I was up in my tree, all set up, good to go. And uh, here comes this guy walking in down the ridge at like, I don't know, half an hour after daylight. And he's walking right at me. And I'm like, ah, son of a bitch. And he sees me. And, you know, at this point, I wish the guy would have just kept coming to my tree and like had a little bit of a conversation with me because he clearly never hunted that area. No, what he does and what I hate is he cut, they try to cut around you, right? Mm -hmm. Well, he happens to take the one area around me that is through the thickest stuff where I expect all the deer to come from. (laughs) And next thing you know, here comes a whole parade of deer out of that area right past me, just bumping, blowing out of everywhere. And I'm like, man, I just wish you would have just turned around and went away or like come to my tree and then just go right under me and go past me. Cause at least at that point, if a deer smells you, whatever I can shoot it, you know, I'm I'm bow hunting. If you go 50 yards in front of me and cut around me to get to another area, I'm screwed. And you see it all the time. There's zero courtesy, zero. That's wild, dude. That would irritate the fuck out of me. Mm. Yeah. Especially as much work as it takes to get out in those, yeah. you know, in public land. Yeah. And just, I'd, yeah, that would suck. Have, Have you ever seen our pictures of like our trout season, first day of trout or anything like that up this area? No. No. <laughs> it's shoulder to shoulder. People <laughs> literally. <laughs> Not exaggerating, man. <laughs> there are people shoulder to shoulder in any stocked creek, any lake, whatever. There are people everywhere. There's some old time pictures that I found from like 20 years ago, 30 years ago, they are hilarious to look at. Like I'd have to pull them out of the, the memory like book and send them to you guys. And pissing each other off the whole thing. Oh yeah. Full <laughs> out, full out fights. Jesus. Um, full blown fights. Yeah. People just literally person like just right over top of each other line to snag them up. I mean, guys are just brutal, dude. Brutal. Mm. But then it's just, I don't know. Like I said, that's just kind of the culture that's around here when it's, you're talking the outdoors. You share everything we have. It's limited resources. And just because you were there first, it's still my public land. I'm still going to do what I want to yeah. do. That's the they mindset. Own it just as much as you do. Yep. Yep. So that, that, yep. that is a raw fact. And that's, that's what, yep. uh, so today my hunt was ruined by a guy on a dirt bike. And um, my wife was like, the balls, like the common days, you know, and it's, and I agree with her. Like during deer season to be wrapping around right at dusk. But, that guy owns that land just as much as I do. So it's, it's, yeah. it sucks. It ruined my hunt. I'm not going to see anything because there's a dirt bike basically circling me. And they parked like, I don't know, 10 yards behind me. And they just sat there and a truck pulled up and they were just sitting there bullshitting. They were talking so much that when I dropped my um, platform and then dropped my first stick, it hit my platform. And I heard them go, what was that? And they started shining a flashlight <laughs> over at me. That's how close they were to me. Oh, man. So like ruined my hunt and it was a lottery hunt. It wasn't just like I went, I like I won the opportunity to hunt this place and, uh, right. and they ruined it with the dirt bike, but you know, it's, it sucks, but it's just, it's, I guess it's part of the game. So it's, you know, we don't have people standing shoulder to shoulder, but we got a huge dirt bike thing here. <laughs> <laughs> when you think uh, of South Carolina, what is the demographic that you think it is? 
Like, what do you, what kind of, what do you imagine when you think of somebody from South Carolina? Well, my interesting question. It is an interesting question because when I think of South Carolina, the, like the most time I've spent in the state has been at like Myrtle Beach, and you're talking about people that are basically live their whole life up here and go down there and wear their white socks up to their knees and they're yeah. retired. So that's what I think Pretty of much. as South Carolina. <laughs> so it's like Florida to you. Pretty yeah, much, pretty yeah. Much. It's a northern Florida where guys drive like this, yeah. real close to the wheel, and then they yeah. always have Pennsylvania plates. And I always get the video that apparently that's me, even though yeah. I don't do that. Yeah. When we think that's about my, Pennsylvania, we think about like, why the fuck are you in the left lane? That's what we. That's what we think. <laughs> <laughs> left lane losers, dude. Yeah, like why are you See, in the left, get out of the left lane? I don't understand why you're always in the le- you're always in the left lane doing the speed limit or less. Like, and it's a state law that it, you cannot be in the left lane unless you're passing. Yet people still can. I've you know I've thought about getting a plaque put on the tailgate of my truck that that says state law. Uh, get the fuck out of the left lane. <laughs> See, me, I'm surprised you said Pennsylvania because. It's a law here too. And (laughs) we, when we think of that, we think of Ohio drivers because it's not. And we think of New York drivers because it's not. So we always, you know, pick on the Ohio drivers for most part because we're so close to Ohio. But they will, when I go to Ohio, I never leave the left lane. Fuck them. I will drive in the left lane every minute I possibly can because I know when they come to Pennsylvania and I see them, they're in the left lane (laughs) and I am right on their ass and they will not move over. Yeah, so we have the same problem with Ohio, but we've talked enough trash about Ohio. I think. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> no, they deserve it. I, I hate it. <laughs> I hate it, man. I can't stand it. The, there's nothing worse than two truck drivers that will drive side by side, and the one just takes twenty miles to finally pass yeah. the guy because he's going yeah. one mile per hour faster than him. Yeah. It's like, come on, man. Come on. Yeah, he, he pays the same taxes you do. It's his road too. Apparently. It drives probably more, you know. All right. I'm going to hang out here and talk as much as we want, but I'm going to close the podcast out. Okay. Sounds good. Well, thank you guys. Appreciate you. Hopefully we cover. I think we stayed a lot more focused on this one. So we did pretty good. Yeah. Um, We did pretty good. I'm I'm proud of us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) As am I. But I got to thank you guys uh, for sure for doing this again with us and kind of doing a collab. And, uh, Oh man, there's no need to thank us, dude. We're happy. Yeah, to do we're it happy again. to do it. We love talking with y'all. We're glad. Uh, we're glad we did it again. We're gonna keep doing it. I think. I think uh, y'all will be the number one returning guest. I believe. So, yeah, sure. We appreciate that. that. Not because anyone <laughs> likes it, you. We just. We just like you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These guys are assholes. <laughs> yeah. Same. Same. Always driving in the left. Same. <laughs> <laughs> All, All right, right, boys. We're closing it out. Thanks everybody for listening and. Uh, I tell Extraction Podcast, check them out everywhere. Everywhere. Have a Merry Christmas. Everybody.